Hey everybody, here on the Packaday Podcast, we're all about look good, play good, and that's why I'm super excited to announce our new sponsor, Oakley. Oakley is changing the game and it's time to discover a whole new world of possibilities. Do you run, golf, work out, or just want to look like Aaron Jones? Then you need to get yourself a pair of Oakleys today. Last season, I saw Aaron Jones wearing his signature Oakley sunglasses and I knew I had to have a pair. My Oakleys fit me perfectly and I've loved Oakley's style since I was a kid. There's just that extra boost of confidence I get when I'm wearing them and that's why I wear them every single day. Suited for everyday eyewear with frames and lenses that allow for an expression of your own unique personality, there's more than meets the eye. With summer just around the corner, you're going to want to upgrade your sunglasses game right now. Check out oakley.com to get yourself a pair. Personally, I'm a huge fan of the frog skins. Did you know that Oakley even offers prism lens technology? What the hell is that, you ask? It's a proprietary technology to Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. Want to know more? I know you do, so head over to oakley.com and uh, do your own research. And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses that'll be sure to change your look for the better. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me? Try for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglasses brands in my life, and I can assure you, Oakley is not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. Head over to oakley.com for more information today. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. What's going on, Packer fans? Happy Sunday. Welcome into another episode of the Pack-A-Day Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Herman. You can follow me on Twitter at Andy Herman NFL. You can also follow me on threads at Andy Herman NFL. Really appreciate you being here today. Can't you feel it? The anticipation growing, the excitement growing. I know it's a Sunday. I know we don't have football quite yet, but before you know it, it's going to be training camp, then family night, and then it's going to be preseason football. And just you know, in the nick of time, it's going to be Packers, Bears opening week, and it's just going to be absolutely amazing. So you can feel that excitement and anticipation growing just a little bit. Before we get there, we still have a ton to discuss here on the Packaday podcast, 365 days a year. So make sure you are subscribed if you have not already. Always appreciate that. But today I am going to rip off the one and only Zach Cruz. And if you have not had the opportunity to check out his article yet, time out, hit pause, go do it right now. You can check it out over at PackersWire.com. He did a phenomenal article, basically doing the ultimate Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre team. So the best team you could possibly assemble over the past 30 years. He pulled, I think, 25 of the best Packers writers and bloggers and everyone you could possibly imagine to get a consensus on this ultimate 53-man roster in the Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre era combined. I was lucky enough to be one of the people that was picked to be part of that process, which was really, really fun. And a lot of, um, you know, just a lot of time, effort, and energy goes into it to try to figure out like who are the best players on this roster. So it was a lot of fun to do, uh, but definitely go check out that article. But in a effort to, you know, sort of spin off of that a little bit and provide you guys with some fun conversation, I figured we would just take it and do the second part of it, which is the Aaron Rodgers era. And what is the best you know, ultimate 53-man roster that we can put together just using the time that Aaron was in Green Bay. We know now that Aaron's time in Green Bay is ultimately over. He is a member of the New York Jets. The trade is done, signed, sealed, delivered. So it is fun to look back in retrospect and look at what is the best 
possible 53-man roster that you can put together in just the Aaron Rodgers era. So A, appreciate you, Zach Cruz, for putting together the amazing article. B, appreciate that I was able to be a part of that. And C, appreciate you uh, giving me the idea and sparking the idea to take that second piece of it and just doing it for this. But again, definitely go check out Zach's article over on Packers Wire. So let's do it. Let's run through it right now. We're going to go through the ultimate 53-man roster in the Aaron Rodgers era. We'll start off with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. And then I only added one other quarterback on this list, and that was Matt Flynn. I don't think there's an argument to be made for any other quarterback. I don't think you're going Seneca Wallace. I don't think you're going Scott Tolzien. The one you could maybe make a small argument for is Jordan Love. And I think the reason being is Jordan Love is the heir apparent. He is going to take over for Aaron Rodgers. But if we just look at the body of work for Jordan, well, it was during the Aaron Rodgers era, We got one start, which was very forgettable. We got a really nice appearance in the Eagles game a season ago. And based on what we saw in totality last year in preseason and that small spurt against the Eagles and just a couple other throws in other games here and there, I think you can make the argument that the upside of Jordan Love is clearly higher than what it was for Matt Flynn at any point in his career, even though he did get that big contract and the opportunity to theoretically start in Seattle before they drafted Russell Wilson. I still think you have to make the argument that if we're just basing it on their actual overall play in Green Bay during the time that they were with Aaron Rodgers, to me, it's Matt Flynn and it's a no-brainer. So you could make, again, the argument overall of like, which quarterback would you rather have Jordan Love at his ceiling or, you know, Matt Flynn at his ceiling and say, hey, I'm going to take Jordan Love. That's fine. So be it. But based on the actual performances, I'm going Matt Flynn as the backup quarterback here. So two quarterbacks on the roster, Aaron Rodgers and Matt Flynn. Going with three halfbacks, three running backs, I'm starting with Aaron Jones. I think he is the clear and obvious number one running back in the Aaron Rodgers era. Number two, I'm going with Ryan Grant, who if you remember that beginning of the Aaron Rodgers era, Ryan Grant was so freaking good. And you remember that NFC champion, or excuse me, the divisional round game where he played so well against the Seattle Seahawks. That early Ryan Grant stuff was really, really freaking good. So he came in at number two. I think you could make some arguments for some you know, other running backs, maybe a Jamal Williams, maybe an AJ Dillon, maybe a James Starks. Brandon Jackson, not the um, statistical body of work, but some of the stuff that he did as a third down back and blitz pickups, things like that. Maybe you can make the argument, but I'm going Eddie Lacy here. I know that the stint wasn't super long. I know that there were some runs where you would have liked to seen him maybe be in a little bit better shape towards the end of his career and those sort of things, but prime Eddie Lacy was really freaking good, and I will take him quite easily as the number three running back on the roster here. So three running backs, Aaron Jones, Ryan Grant, and Eddie Lacy. At fullback, I am going John Kuhn. I don't think there's any other argument to be made here in the Rodgers era. It is John Kuhn. I am definitely keeping the fullback, and it doesn't seem appropriate to have a 53-man Aaron Rodgers uh, you know, roster without having you know John Kuhn on the team in some capacity. So John Kuhn gets the fullback nod. At wide receiver, this one was also pretty simple. Again, if you want to make the argument for the upside of Christian Watson and what we saw a season ago, even that, I think you'd be hard-pressed to make that argument for the six wide receivers that are on this roster ultimately. We're going to start, and these are not in any particular order, and how you want to you know, order these six is totally up to you. I will say number one is in order, and that's Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams number one on my list in the Aaron Rodgers era. Jordy Nelson, then you've got Donald Driver, even though it was, you know, sort of tail end of his, you know, stint in Green Bay and in his career overall, still easily putting Driver on that list. Greg Jennings, I know the 
angst between Rodgers and Jennings, whatever. He was still an incredible, amazing, and I think actually still underrated wide receiver during his time in Green Bay. And then Randall Cobb and James Jones, you can't make a Aaron Rodgers 53 without including them as well. So I'm keeping six wide receivers on this team. Again, Devontae Adams, Jordy Nelson, Donald Driver, Greg Jennings, Randall Cobb, and James Jones. A real ridiculous amount of riches for you know his overall time in Green Bay. We can have the whole conversation of, oh, he never had a first round pick and stuff like that. It doesn't matter. Those six were fantastic. Then you, of course, you had guys like Alan Lazard, you know, MVS, you had, uh, you know, Christian Watson this past season. We'll see what he ultimately becomes. But those six to me were, were pretty clear cut and dry. At tight end, I'm going with three. I had one honorable mention in Donald Lee, who I think you could maybe make a small, small, small argument for, but I don't think over the three tight ends that I ultimately kept. Prime Drew Michael Finley, easily number one on this list. Had he had been able to stay healthy, I, I think, you know, we would have been talking about Drew Michael Finley in a very different light in, you know, for his time with the Packers. But the, the Packers have been trying to replace that Drew Michael Finley production and just overall skill set basically since he went down with his injuries. Number two on my list is Mercedes Lewis, the big dog. Again, it feels appropriate to have him on this team. It's it's not maybe the I don't know, super high-end number two tight end that maybe we're hoping for in the Aaron Rodgers era. And I think you can make an, a, a very large argument that they didn't do a good enough job of putting tight ends around him during his time in Green Bay. They tried with Jimmy Graham. It just didn't work. They tried with, you know, Martellus Bennett. We don't like to say his name, but we tried, they tried with him and it didn't really work out clearly either. So they tried some things. It just didn't work, but Finley won. And then Mercedes Lewis, just his blocking alone is worth putting him on this list. The best blocking tight end in football, in my opinion, during his time in Green Bay. So that earns him a nod. And then number three is Robert Tunyon. Like I said, Donald Lee may be in the conversation, but I think if you look at the overall body of work, I think Tunyon's was simply just better. I think we forget quite easily. Tunyon's year, the year before he tore his ACL, was phenomenal. Over 10 touchdowns are right around there, if I remember correctly. And he was really coming into his own as a overall tight end. To me, he is the you know unquestioned number three on this list. I don't think there's anyone else you can really make an argument for. So Finley, Lewis, and Tunyon at tight end as my three. Hey, everybody. Here on the Packaday Podcast, we're all about look good, play good. And that's why I'm super excited to announce our new sponsor, Oakley. Oakley is changing the game and it's time to discover a whole new world of possibilities. Do you run, golf, work out, or just want to look like Aaron Jones? Then you need to get yourself a pair of Oakleys today. Last season, I saw Aaron Jones wearing his signature Oakley sunglasses and I knew I had to have a pair. My Oakleys fit me perfectly and I've loved Oakley style since I was a kid. There's just that extra boost of confidence I get when I'm wearing them and that's why I wear them every single day. Suited for everyday eyewear with frames and lenses that allow for an expression of your own unique personality, there's more than meets the eye. With summer just around the corner, you're going to want to upgrade your sunglasses game right now. Check out oakley.com to get yourself a pair. Personally, I'm a huge fan of the frog skins. Did you know that Oakley even offers prism lens technology? What the hell is that, you ask? It's a proprietary technology to Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. Want to know more? I know you do, so head over to oakley.com and uh, do your own research. And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses that'll be sure to change your look for the better. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me? Try for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglasses brands in my life, and I can assure you, Oakley is not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. Head over to oakley.com for more information today. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data 
and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I went with four offensive tackles. David Bakhtiari, clear and obvious. Chad Clifton wasn't a ton of time uh, overall with with Aaron. It was just the beginning of his stint as a starter, but still good enough to keep there. Brian Bulaga, quite clearly, Iowa. And then Mark Tauscher as well. Same thing with Clifton. Wasn't a ton of time, but it's hard to make an argument for anyone else as, uh, you know, those, those, you know, third and fourth spots, you know, besides Chad Clifton and Mark Tauscher, even though the stints weren't super long with Aaron at the beginning, they were still talented enough by far and away to make the list. So Bakhtiari, Clifton, Bulaga, and Tauscher at tackle. I went with five interior offensive linemen on the whole, three guards, Josh Sitton, TJ Lang, and Elton Jenkins. Three really, really good players. Josh Sitton, all pro at his height. TJ Lang, I, I don't know if he did, but certainly in the conversation for a Pro Bowl caliber player and an Elton Jenkins, you know, what more needs to be said? All the versatility that he's had, plus the high-end play at guard as well. So those are my three guards. And then two centers. The one that I debated keeping here was JC Treader. I think if Treader would have ultimately ended up, you know, remaining the starter and not had the injuries and things like that, he probably would have made this list over the second guy that I'm going to name here in just a second. But number one, clear and obvious was Corey Lindsley. And then number two is Scott Wells. And I think you can make the argument that Treader was just a better center than Scott Wells. At least it's an argument. But I think the longevity and Wells played really well when he was in Green Bay as well. Like I think that is a player that gets undervalued from time to time. So I'm going with Scott Wells is there. So offensive line, Bakhtiari, Clifton, Bulaga, and Tauscher, Sitton, Lang, and Jenkins, and then Corey Lindsley and Scott Wells. So that is my offensive side of the ball. On the defensive side of the ball, I'm going to go with five defensive linemen, one begrudgingly, one honorable mention. My honorable mention is Johnny Jolly. My top four that I easily kept were Kenny Clark, Mike Daniels, Ryan Pickett, and Colin Jenkins. Jenkins is another one of those that was just sort of on the tail end uh, you know, of his career at the beginning of Aaron Rodgers' era, but still played, I think, three years at the beginning of that. So still an easy keep on Colin Jenkins and his high-level play was really freaking good. Clearly in the Super Bowl as well, was still phenomenal. So I'm going with Pickett, Jenkins, Mike Daniels, and Kenny Clark as my top four. I think prime Mike Daniels still doesn't get the credit that he quite deserves. Kenny Clark, obviously number one in this list. Ryan Pickett was such an awesome signing by Ted Thompson. And the one that I'm keeping begrudgingly is BJ Raji. I am not a BJ Raji guy and nothing against him. I think, you know, I'm sure he's an awesome person and he has a huge cult following. I think he is maybe the most overrated player of the last 30 years, in my opinion, for the Packers. I think people forget his last couple seasons were not good in Green Bay. He did not play anywhere up to his standard, but 
high-end BJ Raji when he first came in was still a really darn good player. So he kept, you know, he's on my list as number five, but if I had only kept four, I would not have kept BJ Raji on this list. I would have kept Pickett, Jenkins, Daniels, and Clark all ahead of him. We can have that whole conversation another day. I even kind of wanted to keep Johnny Jolly ahead of BJ Raji, but I couldn't do that. Uh, So Raji gets my fifth spot, Johnny Jolly as an honorable mention. All right, edge rusher, Clay Matthews, number one, undisputed, no question about it. I'm going Zadarius Smith, number two. Zadarius has such an interesting career arc in Green Bay because his first year in Green Bay is on the level of any other season that I've ever seen a Packer play. I would probably only put like the best Aaron Rodgers season ahead of what I've seen from Zadarius Smith in that one year. I would put it on par. And then maybe like the, the defensive player of the year, Charles Woodson, you know, season on there as well. I would argue that it was as good as any season Reggie White put up in Green Bay. Like, I, I think that one year out of Zedarius was just absolutely phenomenal and unbelievable for what he was able to accomplish. Year two was a decent amount of splash plays, but the overall play took a hit significantly. Still a really good player in year two. Year three, completely injured, some bizarre, just, you know, the captain stuff that happens and then he's gone. So you get this unbelievable year, you get a good year, you get no year, and then out of Green Bay, and then he becomes a Minnesota Viking. So a very weird career arc, but that one year in and of itself was just phenomenal. So Matthews one, Darius two. I'm going Julius Peppers three, even though he wasn't quite in his prime at the time, still a phenomenal player. Rashawn Gary four. I, I mean, I've been rewatching this past season, as you know, prior to the ACL, Rashawn Gary was just on such a freaking tear last year. He was so good. I'm easily putting him at number four. And then number five, I am giving a nod to Preston Smith as well. So he also makes the list. Matthew Z, Peppers, Gary, and Preston, quite the group at edge rusher. Couldn't quite get Nick Perry on there. Aaron Campman had sort of, uh, I think, a year or two at the very tail end of his career, but that was not prime Aaron Campman. So you can make an argument for him as well, but I'm going Matthews, Smith, Peppers, Gary, and Smith at edge rusher. Inside linebacker, Nick Barnett, number one. And then the next order of the three, you can all decide on, but the next three that I kept, AJ Hawk, Devondre Campbell, Desmond Bishop. Campbell's an interesting one, first team all pro one year, and then the next year did not play very, very well. We'll see what he ultimately becomes in year three, which won't matter for this because that won't be an Aaron Rodgers year anyway, but he did have a first team all pro season, which you can't ignore. Desmond Bishop, to me, easily makes the team. I love what he did in the Super Bowl. And then AJ Hawk's the one for me where I think this is another one that's slightly overvalued because he was drafted so high. I think AJ Hawk had a lot of tackles, five to six yards down the field and wasn't a super aggressive player, was not a playmaker, didn't have a ton of sacks, forced fumbles, interceptions, et cetera, but I still think well-rounded enough to ultimately make uh, this list as a top four inside linebacker in the Aaron Rodgers era. So Barnett, Hawk, Campbell, and Bishop. Corner, another interesting list here. Charles Woodson, 1A, Jair Alexander, 1B, Tremont Williams, 1C. Then I think a step below that, you've got Sam Shields. I'm still putting Al Harris on there. Only a couple of years of Al Harris in the Aaron Rodgers era, but still putting him on that list. And then I'm going Casey Hayward as well. And I know that Casey Hayward became a better version of himself once he was out of Green Bay. I still think those final couple of years in Green Bay were pretty darn good. And I still think top any other season of any other Packer that you would put on this list. So I'm going Woodson, Alexander, Williams, Shields, Harris, and Hayward at corner. At safety, Nick Collins, the clear and obvious number one. 
I'm going Adrian Amos as my number two, Morgan Burnett as my three. And then same thing here in the Casey Hayward sort of logic. I'm still going Micah Hyde as number four. He, you know, he played well at corner and safety when he was in Green Bay, was a awesome punt returner. We all know Green Bay should have never left him leave. And he ultimately became a much better player in Buffalo than he ended up in Green Bay. But at the same token, we saw all the talent in, you know, on display. I put him on this list over HaHa Clinton Dix. I know HaHa had the one second team all pro season. That was a very good season from HaHa. There's no question about it, but everything else just was very subpar for me. So I couldn't quite get him on that list. If you want to put HaHa on over Hyde or Burnett, that's fine, but I'm sticking with Hyde on this list. All right, kicker, obviously Mason Crosby. Punter, I'm going uh, Tim Maste. Long snapper, Brett Good. Returner, I know it was one season, it was one of the best returners. It was like a half a season. It was one of the best returner seasons I've seen from a Green Bay Packer outside of Desmond Howard. I'm going Keyshawn Nixon. And it's crazy that his one half of a season as a returner is arguably the best returner that Green Bay has had in the Aaron Rodgers era. Will Blackman certainly in the conversation as well, but I'm going with Keyshawn Nixon there. Special teamer, I'm going with Jared Bush. You could make an argument for Jeff Janis there as well, but I am ultimately going with Jared Bush. So my 53-man ultimate Aaron Rodgers team, Aaron Rodgers and Matt Flynn at quarterback, Aaron Jones, Ryan Grant, and Eddie Lacy at running back, John Kuhn at fullback, uh, Devontae Adams, Jordy Nelson, Donald Driver, Greg Jennings, Randall Cobb, and James Jones at wide receiver, Jermichael Finley, Mercedes Lewis, and Robert Tunyon at tight end, David Bakhtiari, Chad Clifton, Brian Bulaga, and Mark Tauscher at tackle, Josh Sitton, TJ Lang, and Elton Jenkins at guard, Corey Lindsley, Scott Wells at center, Kenny Clark, Mike Daniels, Colin Jenkins, Ryan Pickett, and BJ Raji along the defensive line. Clay Matthews, Zedarius Smith, Julius Peppers, Rashawn Gary, and Preston Smith along the edge. Nick Barnett, AJ Hawk, Devondre Campbell, and Desmond Bishop at off-ball linebacker. Charles Woodson, Jair Alexander, Tremont Williams, Sam Shields, Al Harris, and Casey Hayward at corner. Nick Collins, Adrian Amos, Morgan Burnett, and Micah Hyde at safety. Mason Crosby kicker, Tim Mastay punter, Brett Good long snapper, Keyshawn Nixon returner, and Jared Bush special teamer. That is going to do it for me today. Always appreciate you guys being here. I'll be right back here tomorrow with an all new episode. So don't miss it. Subscribe if you haven't already. Make sure to get those notifications for all the new episodes. But until next time, and as always, go Pack Go. 